This is the Quantum Biology Podcast, where we break down the practical health applications of this emerging science, starting with healthy light habits and going wherever the quantum superhighway takes us. In this episode, quantum health coach Nathan Walls tells a familiar story. As a successful corporate consultant in his 30s, working hard and seeming to be fit and healthy by traditional standards, he hit a wall, lost his energy, and could barely get through the day. Working with a naturopath opened his eyes to alternative health methods, but failed to get him better. And so Nathan continued to research until he found the principles of quantum biology. This is a fun conversation that's perfect to send to your circadian curious friends and family. Please do share it and also leave a quick five-star review on iTunes. We do not have sponsors or advertisers on this podcast to maintain total editorial integrity, and it's your support that makes the difference. You can also join our newsletter from the link in the show notes to get updates and invitations when we do special live podcast events. Enjoy this chat with Nathan. All right, so we will start with your um, quantum health journey. And could you tell us sort of how how that journey began for you and how you came into contact with this information and this way of life? Yeah, so I had a corporate job for 20 years. And about, tw- about 10 years into my career, I started noticing my energy what it wasn't what it used to be. My sleep wasn't as good as it used to be. I was dealing with some indigestion. And at first, it was occasional. Every now and then, I'd just be kind of groggy throughout the day or just have a restless night where I felt like I was up most of the night. But as time went on, this became more and more of my norm. And it started to kind of just impact my confidence because I worked for different consulting firms. And your brain is your biggest commodity you know, in these different companies. And when you can't rely on your brain because you're dealing with brain fog, it can have a really big impact on you. So every year I'd go to my doctor and be like, hey, doc, something's not right. I'm just tired all the time and I'm just feeling off. And he would do the the standard blood test, which are probably like 30 years out of date at this point. But uh, all the the blood tests came back in the normal range. And he just kind of chalked it up to me getting older and and stress, which the stress part was true, but I was in my mid thirties when I was really starting to feel the effects of this and, and gut issues as well. And this went on for several years, and I was doing a little bit, of, little bit of Googling, trying to figure it out. One day, I bumped into a friend that had almost the same symptoms as me, and she was seeing an integrative medicine doctor, and she told me how he did all these tests on her, and I was just like, I never heard of that. I'm like, wow, I got to see this doctor. So I booked an appointment. He took my blood, my urine, uh, my poop, and he ran all these different tests, and we sat down for like an hour, which was unusual because most doctors don't spend that amount of time with you. And he just asked me all these questions. We went through all my symptoms and he's like, I think you have Lyme disease. I was like, Lyme disease. And I was living in DC at the time and I never found a tick on me. I'm like, ah, there's no way it's Lyme disease. So my stuff came back and I had, I was positive for Lyme disease. I had high levels of mercury. I had candida. My hormones were super low. Most of my vitamins were low. Um, My testosterone was rock bottom. Which I was actually happy because I knew I wasn't crazy and I knew now I knew what I had so I could address it. And I figured I'd take some antibiotics for the Lyme 
And that day when the doctor went over my blood test with me, I walked out of his office with $1,200 in supplements. And actually, I didn't care at the time because I was making good money. I'm like, I just want to fix this thing. So I'm all excited. And I ended up going from bad to worse. And six months down the road, I went from a starting point of 175 pounds down to 140 pounds. So some people on antibiotics gain a bunch of weight. Other people shed weight. And for me, I, I shed weight. My neurological symptoms were getting worse. My brain fog was worse. I was having anxiety. And this really started my just hardcore Googling of like, I've got to figure this out on my own because this guy's just throwing spaghetti at the wall. He's, he's mixing up my antibiotics every couple of weeks when I see him. And um, I got to figure something out. So a few months into my Googling, I came across this website, jackcruise.com. And it was a little hard for me to comprehend his blogs that I was reading just because I was dealing with brain fog and stuff. But I, I knew that he was different than anybody else I came across. So I started some of his protocols. One of the first things I started was cold thermogenesis. And within two weeks, I, I also did the EpiPaleo um, diet, which is kind of like a, a form of paleo with an emphasis on seafood which was awesome at the time because I had gone vegetarian because I'm like, oh, maybe it's meat. And I was just, I was never satiated. So all of a sudden I'm eating real food again. I felt satiated. Within two weeks, I was doing full body submersion. And within three weeks, I turned, I felt better than I had in many, many months. So I wasn't out of the woods yet, but I have not looked back since that day. And I've just continued to learn and learn and um, make these different lifestyles a part of my life. And my health has continued to improve to this day. Wow. So crazy. It's so, it's so interesting to me how all our stories are like, you go to the doctor, they tell you you're fine. You go to a naturopath, they test everything, give you a million different things and you feel like marginally better, but not really. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Could you talk about when the um, when you started to incorporate the the sunlight aspect into your protocol? Yeah, so I did. I didn't incorporate the sunlight right in the beginning. So I, yeah, I started off with cold thermogenesis. Then I started blocking blue light, and I was I was living in DC at the time, so I was getting a little bit of sun, but I wasn't. I didn't just really have an opportunity due to my work schedule to really capitalize on the sun. And I got to a point where I decided I needed to do a career change and I wanted to take my career in this direction. And I had healed about 85%. And I kind of, I hit like a sticking point. And I knew if I was going to move, in order for me to move beyond that, I had to get out of DC. Because being in DC, I was surrounded by EMFs everywhere. I worked at a company that just had, when I would turn on my laptop, there were always three full Wi-Fi signals. So you could go from one meeting to the next seamlessly and be connected everywhere. And where I lived, if when I turned on the Wi-Fi on my phone, there were 20 different Wi-Fi signals. So there was really no escaping EMFs. So I ended up moving out of DC. I moved upstate New York. And I was actually, I was renting this house. It was basically on a farm. Couldn't see any other houses from where I lived. And then I was just really loading up on the sun. And I was just watching sunrise every single morning. It was out several, several hours every day getting sun, 
watching the sunset. And uh, so at that point, I really embraced the sun and that really took my healing to a whole new level. And what, when did you, um, or sort of what was your journey like turning this into your, into your career and into your work and how's that been? Yeah. So, so going out through my career, I was, I got really good at something I wasn't passionate about. And as I was getting older, I just really felt something was missing in my life. And I knew I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know what it was. And then all of a sudden I find out I have Lyme disease. I'm really sick with all these things. And then I finally figured out a way to get better. And I loved my own healing journey. And the whole time I was you know, dealing with Lyme disease and sick, I was very private about it because I worked at a very competitive company and I felt if I shared what I was going through, I would essentially paint a target on my back. So I got to a point where I just made a decision, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to change my career and I'm going to become a health coach. And actually I was listening to the Ben, Ben Greenfield podcast, going to work he interviewed this woman, Maria Marlowe, who was a health coach, and she transitioned from a corporate job to a health coach. I was like, oh, my God, that's for me. I'm going to become a health coach. So I, I made a decision, and about a month or so later, I, I gave my notice at work, and I enrolled in a year-long health coaching program. And just from there, I just I built up a coaching practice where I coach people one-on-one, I do corporate wellness, and I do some public speaking. At least pre-corona, I was doing public speaking. Now, not as much. But uh, that was, uh, you know, it was my calling. And it's really interesting how the universe gives us different signs to kind of push us in the directions we're meant to go. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. I love that story. Um, When you, when you speak at the, um, when you do corporate stuff, what is, how do people receive this information? Like, do they, um, cause I find personally, I would say like four out of five people, if I broach the topic of light and different things, they look at me like I'm crazy and I've been suckered by pseudoscience. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, one person is like, really? Say more, but not usually. So I'm just curious what the, what the response is like when you talk at corporate places. Yeah, it's a really good question. So a lot of the corporate wellness I've done has been in companies that do management consulting in IT. Mm-hmm. And it's not super well received because technology is their bread and butter. And I have to be very careful how I tread because a lot of people will almost take it personally. Yeah. Some people are just blown away by it. And they're just like, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense. It's connecting so many dots for me. I did a talk at a, a large health and safety conference. And most of the companies there were in the manufacturing sector. So very different from technology. And when I gave this talk, I at the end, I must have got 30 minutes worth of questions. And people... I was at a a booth of the vendor that sponsored me. And afterwards, so many people were coming up because this vendor made uh, safety glasses using um, blue tech lenses. So I was talking about how blue light impacts health and multiple people after my talk were like, you know, we, we went from fluorescent lighting, which we knew was bad to LED lighting. Mm -hmm. 
And we had a number of employees that complained of migraines. And a lot of other people were just like, yeah, you know, I've noticed my energy after working inside all day. I'm just, you know, my eyes hurt. I'm just kind of tired. So for depending on the audience, for some audiences, it really resonates. For other audience, it's kind of like it's a mixed bag. And for, for some people that are just, they've relied on modern medicine their entire lives. It's so kind of opposite of what they hear from modern medicine that it's just too much of a cognitive dissonance for them to take in. But I'll show this one other thing. I do do some pro bono talks. There's a local organization that caters to the elderly where I live. And twice a year, they have this program. They take, it's, they go through 10 different subjects. So one of the subjects is health. So I give a talk on sleep and it's actually one of the favorite talks I do, especially when I could do it, do it in person. Now it's over zoom. So it's not the same, but I get so many questions from people because it's an older population. So they totally get it because they remember being kids playing outside all day. It was very rare for people to get these illnesses that we're seeing today, especially at the ages people are getting them. And it just completely clicks. So it's, it's a good question. And what I've kind of learned over the years is to cater my approach depending on the audience. So for a more kind of tech-oriented audience, the focus is really on just optimizing performance, increasing energy levels, being able to focus better, have better concentration, things like that. So interesting. Yeah, it's really true how um, I think was um, Dr. Montgomery was saying, because his practice is kind of in a rural area, he has a number of patients in their 80s and 90s who are in great health, you know, mm. living super active lives. And he always asks them and he's like, and it always turns out that they're farm people. They get up with the chickens. <laughs> right. Yeah, and totally. They don't need, you know, they don't need him to, to they don't need him to tell them anything. That's just their life. Yeah. It's such a shocker, right? When you hear that, like how they live their life. Yeah, exactly. No, it's so funny. And once you understand, it seems ridiculous that we had, that we didn't see that, right? Like that for millennia, we lived a life by the, that was ruled by the, by the light, natural light rhythms. And yeah. Then, and now we're like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. What are you talking about? That's stupid. It makes no difference. So it just seems so crazy. Um, could you explain in, in your words um, or how, you know, when you talk to your clients or do your talks, could you explain how light affects health? What the, what the role of light to health is? Yeah. So the, the right kind of light enhances health and the, our sun is 4.6 billion years old. And for as long as humans have been along, been alive, they evolved under their main source of light came from sunlight. And then like, I don't know, 700,000 years ago, we have documents of people making fire intentionally. So for 700,000 years, we've had firelight. Um, but then all of a sudden, and I think it was like 18... 79 or something, we got the incandescent light bulb. So that was the first time where we had indoor lighting, right? And for the most part, that was actually, it was a good thing. Anyway, yeah, when, when it comes to light, the, the right kind of light has a major impact on your health. And obviously the light that we want to be exposed to 
is sunlight because that's the light that humans evolved to for hundreds of thousands of years or forever how long humans have been around. And the challenge today is most of our jobs have moved indoors and we're spending 90% of our waking hours indoors under artificial light. And in the past 20 years or so, that light has radically changed. So when I was a kid, most of the light bulbs in my home were incandescent lights. I spent a majority of my time playing outside. My first computer was a Commodore VIC-20 and the video games weren't that good. So while I did play some video games, I wasn't spending hours playing video games. Most of my time was spent outdoors. And now we move into our modern world where we have all these new modern lights, these energy efficient lights, which are radically different than the lights that my generation and generations before mine grew up with. And the frequencies of these lights is very different. So let's go back to the sun. You've got the sun, which you have all the colors of the rainbow. And each of those colors does something different in the body. It's kind of like each color is almost like a nutrient in your food. And then you have colors that you can't see, colors like UV light, which is a very small percentage. It's, it's one to two percentage of sunlight. And then you have infrared light. So UV and infrared, you can't see, but you can feel. And they also have a biological effect on the body. So we've moved ourselves indoors. The light is completely different. And we've essentially taken a very narrow portion of that spectrum of light. And we're using it in our light bulbs because it's very energy efficient. And it turns out that spectrum that they're using, when you're getting that in isolation, it has some very negative effects on your health. And one of those effects is it completely messes up your sleep. So I mentioned a little earlier how one of my biggest challenges when I was dealing with my health issues was I couldn't sleep. And one of the reasons was, was because I was a night owl. I was staying up late. I was watching TV. I was on Facebook. I was out clubbing. I was doing all these different things and I was exposing myself to light that was messing up my, my sleep. So blue light, it turns off your body's production of melatonin, which sinks your circadian rhythm. And you need melatonin to get into a deep restorative sleep. So today we're surrounding ourselves with this light that not only doesn't mess up our sleep, it raises our blood sugar. It does all these different things to our body. It actually causes inflammation, not just in our eye, but it also causes inflammation in our skin. And we actually evolved having detectors in our skin to tell us when we've had too much light exposure. So for example, if we go outside on a nice sunny day and we get too much sun and we pay attention, our skin turns red, right? And if we don't pay attention to the color, eventually we feel it. It gets very painful. We get a sunburn. But when you're indoors all day under these artificial lights, these fluorescent light bulbs and LED light bulbs, that blue light is causing inflammation, but it causes, it penetrates deeper into your skin and it causes inflammation in your fat. And we did not evolve getting just blue light on its own. So we get this inflammation, which actually lasts longer than the inflammation from UV light, and, and we can't even feel it. And that inf inflammation, one way to look at it, a very simple way to look at it, is inflammation is the enemy of energy production. So the whole, the whole point of learning a lot of these things for a lot of people is because they want to make more energy. You do that with your mitochondria. So when you're exposing yourself 
to the wrong kind of light, guess what? You're actually decreasing your body's ability to make energy. And another analogy I like to share is it's kind of like if you take an apple, for most of us, that's a healthy thing. And if you want to get super geeky, if you have a local apple when it's in season, that's a really healthy thing. But if you were to extract all that sugar from the apple and just eat that sugar, is that still a healthy thing? And that's kind of the same with, the, with our lighting because we have just blue light out of all these other colors. And when we have that on its own, it's not a healthy thing. And it's really behind a lot of, a lot of these um, health issues that we're seeing in the modern world. Cool, thank you. I can tell you we're in management consulting. You were good at explaining things. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking it down. Um, that's great. I've never heard that enemy, inflammation is the enemy of energy. That's good. That's really interesting. Um, so talking when you, you know, have worked with a lot of people since you've, since you've switched careers, what are, you know, what are your, do you find clients are most surprised by, or what are their sort of like the things that they really, the belief shifts that they really have to fight to wrap their heads around? So some clients get it right away. And a lot of the people that come to work with me, they know what I do and they've heard a little bit about quantum biology and being a mitochondriac and all those things. And it's really piqued those, their interest. And even if they don't fully understand it, intuitively they know this is, there, there's something behind this. This is something I want to learn more about. So those clients really embrace it. Other people that find me just because maybe they hear me on an interview I've done or on my YouTube where I'm talking about people that struggle with fatigue and gut issues and things like that. Some of them come to embrace it and some are a little bit more resistant and until, until they put the practices into practice. And one of my rules for my clients is judge after routines so or judge after you actually do it, not, not based on your, um, not based on just making a judgment about what you think it's going to do. So once people start to do these things, so for example, I recently had a client whose sleep was horrible. I had him get blue blocking glasses. He's just like, I don't know. It sounds kind of weird. And by within two days, he was, his sleep was so much better. Now, some people, it takes longer than that, but the, the people that are willing to take the steps and do these different things, put them into practice, make them a part of their life are really amazed by the simplicity of it all. And on the surface, if you've never heard of this before, somebody tells you, just go out and watch the sunrise. It's just like, what? Why would I want to do that unless I'm on vacation? But once people actually do it, once they get into the habit and they realize they have more energy, their moods are better, they start to sleep better, then it starts to click for them. It starts to make a whole lot more sense. And when you work with clients, what are the, what are the most common complaints that they come in with? Like what are the, you know, the top three? Yeah, low energy, fatigue, not sleeping well gut issues, and then just to kind of sum it all up, people just feeling like they're losing their edge. 
there, I think those were all my questions. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or any insights, observations, experiences that you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I, I would tell people, let your curiosity be your guide. When it comes to your health, find your why. And a lot of people get overly focused on looking fit and healthy. And in my opinion, that shouldn't be your goal. That was my goal for many, many years. That was all I, all I really uh, cared about. But it got me in a very bad place. And a lot of people that I've worked with over the years, their focus has, has been eating the right things, exercising as well. But the problem is, is if you're not living a lifestyle that's aligned with nature and how you're meant to live, at some point you're going to run into issues. And you might be looking great on the, on the outside, but if you're a mess on the inside, that doesn't matter. So start small, understand that you get better one step at a time, one day at a time. You don't necessarily have to make all these changes at once, but identify a few things that look interesting to you. Like maybe start watching the sunrise and wearing blue blocking glasses at night. And once you start to feel the benefits of that, once that becomes your new normal, then you can add in other things too. And you just keep on adding new things and replacing things that are hurting you with, with things that are helping you. And you continue to do that. And you're going to continue to get better and better. You're going to feel better. You're going to think better. You're going to be a better person around those you love and those you care about. And you're going to be able to enjoy them late into life. And that's what life is like. That's what life is all about, right? It's really connecting with your purpose and just enjoying every moment and interaction that you can in life. Great. That's fantastic. I love that. Great way to end. Um, thank you. This has been the quantum biology collective podcast. To find a practitioner who practices from this point of view, visit our directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. If you are a practitioner, definitely take a look at the Applied Quantum Biology Certification, a six-week study of the science of the new human health paradigm and its practical application with your patients and clients. We also love to feature graduates of the program on this very podcast. Until next time, the QBC.